0: Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, my guest is Barbarita Springer, the awesome, fantastic mother of Jaden Springer of the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank you. That's right. Thank you, Barbara, for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you
1: so much, Wendy. I'm delighted to be here. I really appreciate the invite.
0: Of course. And I'm so blessed that now we can learn things about Jaden that we probably never knew. And there's no better person than to tell us about mom. So with that said, let's go back to your first memory of Jaden falling in love
1: with basketball. Oh, goodness. Four years old. He's like, mom, I want to play. I want to play. I said, Jaden, you can't play. There's nowhere around here for you to play. It was two rec centers that allowed four-year-olds to play. So I let him play, and it was so god-awful because I have, you know, two older boys that play, you mm-hmm. know, And it was so awful. So I let him play that year and I was like, okay, I can't do this. My nerves are too bad. Um, And so, when he started, and I kept him out a year after that because, again, my nerves were too bad. He would speed down the court before all the kids with the ball, hold it until his teammates came, and then would pass it to his teammates and wouldn't shoot the ball or score. And he was the tallest and fastest little boy on the court. (laughs) And so, yeah, my nerves were bad. So I kept him out at five and then he kept, you know, bugging me about playing and he would go outside and play with the kids in the neighborhood every single day. And then we let him start back at six years old, but then again, just at the rec league. So, yeah.
0: That is so cute. You should have put him in track since he was the first down to the other end. (laughs) Oh gosh, I put him in soccer.
1: I wanted him to be a soccer player. I put him in soccer and he was like, mom, I, I don't want to do this. And so I was like, okay. So when he got a little bit older, I put him in football because I didn't want him to play one sport. I wanted him to play more than one sport. So yeah, so that, that's our early years.
0: <laughs> that's amazing though. You know what? It's, it's important to get our kids involved in different things. I mean, sometimes they choose something. And they just want to run with that and that only. And I always thought, you know what, that's, I love the fact that you know what you want to do, but let's explore different things just in case. Okay. And then you can ultimately make your decision and, and then decide for me, my son didn't want to play basketball. Oh, he wow. started, wanted no part of it and came back when he was 13. So you never know, right? Never know. And Jaden, he was, he was like a really good football player I thought he
1: was a better football player than basketball he played football yeah. for two years and he was like mom football gets me out of basketball shape I just want to focus on basketball and I was like are you sure he's like I'm sure so we went with basketball at I think he's just only played basketball from 13 on mm-hmm. and and that's what he's been doing ever
0: since okay so then as like middle school and then to high school then he played right Yes. So high school, he went to Rocky River in North Carolina and then later went to IMG in Florida. So let's talk about his high school days and what led him to ultimately change schools.
1: Well, we went to Rocky River High School for two years. And of course, you know, Jaden was a Charlotte boy. Because his eighth grade year, he went to school in Antioch, Tennessee. Um, my husband did not want him playing against middle school um guys he wanted him to play against high school guys um as an eighth grader so he played against jaron jackson he's played so many of the nba players now he's played against them it's so awesome you know as an eighth grader um and then we brought him back to charlotte and we had to figure out okay do we want to do public do we want to be do private i had a friend that was a coach at rocky river high school he's like please let him come i was like the school um, i don't know because they have a c grade and you know he's always been on the honor roll and honors classes. And so I said, let me give Rocky River a try. Um, the principal said, you know, you can make his schedule. Um, you know, we'll keep him in honors classes. We can put him in AP classes. You tell us what you want. I said, well, this must be a, a, a good thing here. Let me give it a try. Um, went to the school and it was just, I love Rocky River. Um, Jaden started there hardly nobody would come to the games. And I couldn't understand. I was like, why are the kids not coming to support the games? Mm-hmm. Um, halfway through the season, all of our games were sold out. Um, and for two years, um, that was the most money the booster club had made since the school had started. Um, and then we had a lot of the NFL players, NBA players coming to our games. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize that, you know. I really like this. I mean, he was like a little rock star. They were announced they were on the hip hop station here, which is big. And so he said, but I want to play against national competition. I want to win a national championship. So I said, okay, well, let's figure it out. So he had every school from here to California want them, you know, prolific you prep. Know, it was Oak Hill and so on and so forth. And, um, but I wanted a school where, Um, because a lot of these schools, the coaches don't teach. It's only about winning basketball games. I didn't want that. I wanted a coach that was a dad who could still understand my son and can relate to my son, you know, from a father's standpoint, you know? So we decided to go down and um, look at IMG. And so we had, um, you know, three McDonald's All-Americans that was on that team. And so, you know, they convinced Jaden you're our missing piece. And Jaden was like, I don't know. I mean, Armando Baycott's there. Josh Green and Josh is playing with the Dallas Mavericks now. He said, "I know Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's playing with um, OKC now." Um, So he said, "I don't. I don't know." I said, "Well, you decide." Beautiful campus, um, lots of security. Um, So I said, "Well, you think about it." And so, if you want to go, then then let me pray about it, and and we'll figure it out. And next thing I know, he decided to go, and. Won a national championship that year, and uh, the rest is history. He just kept working.
0: So is it safe to say at that point, he knew the direction he wanted to go. There was a possibility of, now at this point, he saw, like, you know what? I want to make this bigger. It's not just basketball. I want to go far with this, and I had to put myself in a different position. Um, Rocky River's great program, but I need something different, something that could probably push me on into a different level.
1: Absolutely, because there was really no competition for him on the team. He was already number one in the state of North Carolina. Um, He's won all the accolades you can win in North Carolina. So, you know, he knew that to get better, you have to be pushed in practice. Um, And that's one thing, you know, my husband and my uh, old boys always knew you have to be pushed because there was nobody on the team that could push Jaden. There was nobody better than him on the team or anything. So going to. IMG, and you already have these guys from different places who were, you know, number one in airspace and who was really good could push him and help him to get better. Iron sharpens iron.
0: You know what? IMG is known to prep players for the pros. So it's good that you found that place that can help your son get to where his, where he wants to be. Everybody has that common goal. They all want it to be in the league. Right. So it's to me as a parent, I'm like, wow, that's a good opportunity. And it's good that you have those resources to find this out because some parents just don't know, they don't know what schools, you know what I mean? They're all wonderful in their minds because they don't do what they're supposed to do to really find out. So with that said, when, when scouts came to your son at games, What did they share with you about his talent? And what did you do with that information?
1: I actually did not talk to any of the scouts. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, And basically, because my husband had played, and I'm not sure if you're aware, he got drafted to the 76ers, you know knee injury to end of his career, he already knew some of the things that Jaden needed to work on and needed to do. So we really didn't talk to a lot of the, um, the scouts. Of course, he would get feedback and get information. Um, but we always said we're not going to put the cart before the horse because we felt like it was so much that he needed to work on. He still needs to work on. And even with getting to college, you just don't know um you you, you want to believe and feel like you're putting him in the hands of the right coach, but you never know how things can go. Um, you know, coaches can determine and dictate sometimes what a, what a player does and does not do. Um, so we had to wait and see what that year of college was gonna be like.
0: So what were those games like for you though? because now you went and chose um, Tennessee. What were those games like for you?
1: Wow um it was nerve-wracking at times um i was upset at times um i had a lot of questions like okay did he choose the right school because we did not choose for him we wanted him to choose i wanted him to go to another school but i would not share that with him because i wouldn't be on the court with him i wouldn't be at practice when the coach is yelling i wouldn't be in the classroom And uh, one thing, you know, Jaden, like I said, he's always been an honest student. You know, I made sure that even at college I was able to have access to his grades and things like that. So it was um, it was it was it was tough at times. I went to every single game home and away except for one. Um, So it was tough to watch sometimes because I could see that um, the, the coach was dictating somewhat of how he should play. Um, When I thought you recruited him for three years, you already know his style of play. And I felt like it was being changed a little. Um, So it was it was kind of difficult sometimes watching it. Um, But I just stayed prayerful and, you know, just kept encouraging him um, to continue to work hard, continue to do everything, you know,
0: to do. And it's going to all work out. Absolutely. I mean, when we're choosing schools for our kids, you know, you really have to be very careful because, Coaches can recruit and just sell you what they want to sell you. They sell you this pipe dream. Oh, Jaden's going to do this and he's going to do that for my program, you know what right. I mean? So it's tough as parents to really make that decision. So how did you filter that info um, that you've collected before choosing Tennessee and use that to your advantage?
1: Well, the information that I collected was I, I kept close relationship with some of the other coaches that was recruiting him yeah. um, because I always felt like if Jaden left this school and had to go to another school I would have a close relationship with these coaches and say now I would say I think you should probably look at this school I feel like this would be a good fit and he'll take care of you and he understands exactly where you where you want to go because he's been there um so you know I, I tried to process that whole if but the, the coaches are salesmen college coaches are salesmen. Um, I'm gonna be very honest they're salesmen mm-hmm. they yeah. tell you a lot of you know, what you want to hear Um, and even with like i said with my older boys you try and filter through with it Um, you know again my choice was for him to go to another school but i would not make the the decision or tell him where Mm. i thought he should go um because i wouldn't be on the court in a classroom and practice with him same thing with high school Um, you know he got homesick at img and his teachers called him like maybe you should bring him home for a few days and he was there for a month. I brought him home. I said, you decided to go there. You said you were going to win a national championship. You go back down there and do what you set out to do. So again, I kept that same mindset. What college, when things got rough, you chose the school, you know, um, let's ride it out. Let's, let's focus, continue to work hard, continue to do everything that you know to do. We're going to
0: pray about it, trust God.
1: And that's all we can do.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you know, at th- there's times where we have to teach our kids. You know what? This is a decision that was made, so we have to stick to that decision. Just don't give up just because it seems a little hard. Life is hard,
1: right? You know, what I we mean?
0: right. just have to own up to it. You know, we I mean? just ride it through, like you said, pray about it, like you said, and let's see what happens. But at least finish that year. Yeah. And it yeah. was such a beautiful thing that in the end he stayed. And you yeah. know. For, not everybody has that, first of all, opportunity to get scholarships, to go to school, first right. of all. And I mean, receiving scholarships for our kids, it's a huge blessing. Sometimes, sometimes we get too many to choose from.
1: So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, it's, it's such a blessing. And, and, you know, I still don't believe God make mistakes. Um, you know, there was a reason for him to be there. Um, so I'm sure he learned something and got something out of it. Um, And again, for me as a parent, I know what that coach sat in my house and looked me in my face and said, and what he told me didn't line up with what he actually did. So that was kind of the tough part for me. Um, But, you know, Jaden has such a strong um, support system that, you know, we don't believe in starting something and not finish it. Because to be honest, Quite a few of his his um, classmates they they left school before it was over with, or they they you know sat out, or they start looking at transfer opportunities and didn't finish out the year. We we uh, we never allow any of our kids to start something and not finish. Yeah.
0: So when choosing schools, there's a, a huge process, and in my opinion, we should do research on the school, their academics history of the basketball team and the program, vet the coach. So what was on your important list for Jaden? And what tips would you give to parents of up-and-coming potential players? Well, I've always been the one high on academics. My husband
1: was the basketball guy um, because I felt like basketball would take care of itself. Um, That's his love. That's his passion. That's his drive. Now, academically, I have to make sure he stay focused because I know all he wants to do is play basketball. Same thing with IMG. Academics was my priority. I didn't care about, well, I did look at the dorms. I wanted to make sure he had a nice place to live. So um, academics was was high on my list because um, I wanted to make sure that academically he would be okay and make sure they had the support. In, in, in place. And also I wanted to look at his, his living uh, arrangements. Where are they living? So I wanted to see the dorms. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk to the coaches and find out, okay, um, how are you supporting your kids? How do, you, how do you keep them together? And things like that, because University of Tennessee is big, you know. Um, so I wanted to find out all that stuff. And, and I asked questions. I talked to the assistant coaches and, you know, um, Rob Lanier, was actually the lead uh, recruiter for Jaden and uh, Rob Lanier ended up leaving, getting a head coaching job somewhere else. And so I was like, oh, and Rob Lanier is like family because his son played with Jaden for three years for AAU. Yeah. So, you know, he's been to my home several times, many times, and, you know, we've been around each other. So I knew if he was there, Jaden would be okay. So once he left, I started second guessing and I was like, well, you know, I, I just have to let Jaden make this decision so but yeah I I looked into the school I wanted to make sure um academically the university was was you know on point and can help Jaden um in his future so I always thought he should go into um into journalism uh you know after because he has that look you know and he speaks well, and you know, of course, he doesn't see that for himself. So, so I said, "Well, you know what? University of Tennessee can offer that, you know." So um, that that was the thing: the living environment, the academics—that's what I was concerned about. The the, the basketball arena—I mean, you seat twenty something thousand. The gyms, you know, they have all that stuff in place for basketball. What are the living arrangements like, and what are the academics like? That was my priority.
0: Yeah, and you know, and and that's good advice that you're giving people because your kids have to feel comfortable they're there for a minute. It's easy for us to say, you know what I mean? Don't worry, you'll be fine. But they're the ones that are away from home. I mean, he already had experience for being away from home. But still, at the end of the day, family is family. And yes. you throw that piece in where, oh, well, the coach is there, you know him, you have that familiarity, and then he leaves too. So now it's like, oh, now I really have to, you know what I mean? Find yeah. Jaden, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and find my own person who I really am as a kid, right? So, so right. Good, and it's tough, but you know what? Our kids are so resilient that they they make do because they think of what the future is gonna bring out of what they're currently doing.
1: Right? We we always
0: say you have to sacrifice,
1: and I would tell him. Me as a parent, I have to sacrifice, you know, I can be on vacation, but I'm running around the country, you know, chasing after you, using my vacation days from work and, you know, making mm-hmm. sure you're okay. Um, another thing I looked at, I, I didn't want him far away from home. You know, yeah. I was able to drive three hours, three and a half hours and get to him, you know, when he yeah. was at IMG, I catch a flight and I was there in like an hour and, you know, 15 minutes and things like that. So I always wanted him close. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing too, but, you know, I kind of kept that to myself um because I remember he used to want to always go to school in California and I was like oh lord please don't let him go to California and so luckily he didn't but yeah I looked at all that you know
0: it's true it's true I remember people telling me or asking me about my sacrifices and you know as a mom what do you do and how does this work and and I was like you know what for me the sacrifice I felt that I missed out on was being his mom in person those, mm. You know what I mean? Those teenage years. He's gone. Yeah. He was gone. I, I think
1: I didn't miss out on that because, again, you know, I was at the school all the time. I went to all the games, you know, yeah. home in a way. Um, so, and, you know, IMG flew all around the country. So I was there. So I didn't miss out. Thank God, you know, my job, uh, Wells Fargo, allowed me to have all these vacation days, you yeah. know. So um, am able was blessed to do that. Um, but you know, it's a sacrifice, you know, uh, all the way around financially. It's a yeah. sacrifice, you know, yes. um, I have a younger son, so I had to make sure he's, he's okay. He and Jaden are 16 months apart. So I always had to make sure he was okay and felt like, you know, mom's not just leaving me for my brother, you know, so I had to include him, you yeah. know, so I always wanted to make sure that, uh, everything was, was in line. Um, and I'm not neglecting one. But also, you know, mm-hmm. keeping in mind that I have to go and support Jaden as well.
0: Absolutely. And it's tough, like you said, when you have more than one kid and you're and you're like you said, you don't want one to feel like you're supporting the other. I had the same situation. And you know, my youngest son was home, too. And I when my son went to college, he went to UNLV. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God, dude, <laughs> that's a six hour flight. So it wasn't just like I just pick up a drive and go. No, it was a six hour flight. So I wasn't going for a weekend. I wasn't going to Vegas for a weekend. I was literally going for a week at a time. That's very expensive. Now I can't always bring my youngest son. I mean, he came with me a few times, but let me tell you, sometimes I was like, I feel really bad and I'm going to be there for your games. Don't worry. So as a mom, sometimes we we stretch ourselves thin, right? And just hoping that our kids understand in the future, which now I'm blessed that both of them, the 29 and 23, they get it
1: yes yeah
0: as kids it was tough but so for me when I look at sacrifices I, I just miss those years where I wish I had with him as a 16 year old 17 in the house that I'm you know what I mean I didn't get always that chance to yell and go clean your room it was more did you clean your room I had no idea it was over the phone <laughs> you know so I'll go to, I'll
1: go to IMG like okay why why isn't your room playing because you know they would have the uh, mm-hmm. attendance to go and search room and they'll put a little note on the door I'm like why is this note on the door? Your your room, like why are your clothes all on the floor? So mm-hmm. you know it was it was still I was still so hands on and then AAU, every single AAU game, so yes. he would fly on a Friday I was flying you know from Charlotte yes. on a Friday and then we would meet up and so we would be together the whole weekend so um I I think I feel blessed and fortunate that I did not miss those miss out too much in those years yes. Um, yes. felt like I was just so present um you know and it, and it also helped too because um you know you got to be careful with with what your kids are doing who your kids are around and things like that so um I feel blessed we were able to just kind of be there and, and lay our eyes on them and, and touch them and always be there. You yeah. Know?
0: Yep. You know, I used to say that to my son too, when he would go on AAU tournaments, just say, and I would say to him, you have to be careful with the kids that you hang with. And not to say anything against anybody, but there's a difference when you have kids that just are playing AAU just because it's AAU. That's great. And they have that weekend away versus these kids that want to play AAU and they want to take it far. They want to take it further. Right. And I would say to him, never put yourself in a position where you're with people who have nothing to lose.
1: Right. Well, what I would tell Jaden, as I told all my kids, be around like
0: minded people, yes.
1: Exactly. I would always stress that. And, you know, one of my older sons, he was hanging out with a boy. He didn't play basketball. His grades weren't good. I was like, why are you hanging with them? I said, he's not moving in the same direction that you're moving in. I said, so you do not need to hang around with him because you have the good good grades. You you don't have a choice. And you're a basketball player. So you need to find friends or keep your friends that are are like-minded, you know. So I've always told my kids and I've always told Jaden, you know, have like-minded friends. They, they, you know, they want to get a scholarship. They want to play basketball. Then those are the guys that you want to hang around.
0: Absolutely. And Jaden knew that he had a goal and he wanted to take his career somewhere else. So after one season at Tennessee, it was pretty clear that it was time to declare for the draft and push forward, which he did. He was invited to the combine and worked out for several teams. So let's talk about the days leading to the draft. How did mom prepare for that challenging, changing life moment?
1: Well, I was actually busy planning the draft party. So, I mean, I had this elaborate facility and we were going to go there. First up, first I had to wait and see if he was going to get invited to the green room. So it was final that he wasn't getting invited to the green room. I said, "Okay." So I ran out. Nice. Jason was like, Mom. I really don't want to have a huge party like that. I don't don't want to, you know, I just want to be at home. And so I said, okay, well, then my wheels start turning. Of course, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So of course I had to make it huge at home. And so leading up to the draft, I was so busy preparing for his draft party. Um, I I couldn't even focus on the fact that he was being drafted or when he was going to be drafted. Um, I was just, focus on making sure this party was going to be everything that he could remember. So <laughs> that's what I was doing. Um, but the day of, oh my goodness. The day of, I was, I was nervous. I was like, okay, it's really here. It, it's the day, you know? So uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting.
0: So tell us who was with you then on draft night? You're sitting there. Who is Barbarita sitting with, other than Jaden, of course?
1: I was not sitting with anyone i was all over the place we had 150 people at the house well, that, that, that was my, I cut the list off at 150. Um, I think a few more kind of snuck in there. I had someone at the gate with a list. And so we actually set up the whole backyard and had a big screen out there and we made it look like uh, the green room. We had, you know, linen on the high tables and things like that. Um, so I was actually just making sure everybody was okay. I was being a hostess. So um, that way I couldn't focus on, you know, when or if he was going to get called. I was too busy making sure my guests were okay and taking pictures and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, it, it, it it was, I wasn't sitting anywhere. I was all over the place. I love
0: that. I love that. You're keeping yourself busy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that moment came and he was drafted 28th overall. Yes. To the Philadelphia 76ers. So tell us about that moment. When you heard his name, you were running around and you put down the potato salad and you said, did they just say my child's name? Like, Tell us about that moment right there. So I
1: I actually I think I had just I sat down in the family room because, you know, we try to keep everybody outside. But so many people had come inside as well. And I was sitting there and I was nervous because he worked out from teams from um, eight to twenty two. So after 22, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, they didn't call him. Okay, well, you know, I'm just going to pray about it. Everybody's having a great time. And, you know, we're just going to let the chips fall where they may. So I was sitting there and I guess they announced his name outside first on the big TV outside because everyone started running inside. And I was like, what in the world is going on? They're like, yeah, Jaden's got drafted. drafted." And then the TV inside flashes, Jaden Springer. And we were like, oh my, Jaden didn't even realize that he got drafted. And so it was just crazy. And the house just, you know, went crazy. And we were all just like, oh my God, just elated, screaming, hollering, grabbing all over him. And then Doc Rivers called. He's like, hold on. So he had to run outside in the front to try and hear the call. And um, you know, it was it was a beautiful moment. Beautiful mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. That,
0: that proud mom moment.
1: Yes. Oh. Yes. Because it was like, oh my God, he's worked so hard. You know, he sacrificed so much to get here because, you know, while his friends were hanging out, you know, he was at a workout. You know, he was at practice. You know, he was doing things to better himself on the basketball court. So it was a sacrifice for him as well.
0: Absolutely. So, which brings me to my next question there's a lot involved in the preparation that comes with becoming an NBA player, such as training. Strength and conditioning, meal planning, and more. How did you help Jaden adjust to this now being a career and not just an activity?
1: Oh, wow. I think his dad more so prepared him because he understands um, the sacrifice. He understands the dedication that it takes to get to a higher level. Um, So I think his dad more so prepared him for that basketball side. I tried to be more of an emotional support mom, I'm so tired. Okay. Well, rest, let me take your socks off. Let me take your shoes off. You know, um, let's make an appointment to get you a massage. Let's, let's get cryo going, you know? So I was more so on the emotional side and, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to make sure he's taken care of. But my husband, he done a lot of the preparing him. And and my husband always say the game is 90% mental and 10% physical. So he tried to prepare him and talk to him about the mental side as well as the physical side.
0: Yeah, that is very important. Very, very, very important and It's good. I love the fact that that was recognized. Mind you, your husband has that experience, right? And your and right. sons have already played basketball. So they understand because a lot of people just think of bouncing a ball, getting a lot of money and going. And like, no, it's not. There's so much. They don't understand how tired these kids are. I mean, yeah. he from NCAA to playing what, twice the amount of games, if more, or getting yeah. ready to play twice the amount of games, which is absolutely crazy. Now you your body is a whole other thing now.
1: Uh, Yes, it is. He's a baby.
0: He's so young. So (laughs) just turn 19, you know? So, oh, um, yeah, you know,
1: and, and, but, you know, I think uh, with, with where he is right now is is good because they have him going from, you know, 76ers to the G League. And, you know, mm-hmm. so it's good. It's getting him prepared. It's getting yes. him conditioned, you know, um, and even that downtime of, you know, having a major concussion, then going into COVID and then stuff, the, you know. Your body just, you know, not in shape anymore. So my husband's like, you ride a bike, make sure you just ride the bike, ride the bike and try and keep yourself conditioned. So, you know, even third game back, you know, he's still um, not 100 percent, but he's he's doing very well. So it's a lot of preparation. So I think
0: his dad did a good job preparing him for, you know, what's to come. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot physically, like you're saying, especially physically, and then you have that mental side too, where they always have to be ready. They always have to be on top of their game, even though sometimes it just gets halted and all stops. They mm-hmm. can't stop. They still have to be prepared because you imagine they just stop playing and just waiting for things to happen. Then their bodies become out of shape and then they come back and they get injured. So there's no stopping for athletes. Oh. They just have to keep going and be ready. So yeah, there's, there's, It's just all year round. And I think people think that's just during the season. No, Mm -mm. no, absolutely not. So now let's talk about Summer League, where Jaden had his debut as an NBA player. So what was that whole experience like for you in Vegas? I don't know. I was
1: just so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so he's really going. I'm I'm excited. So, you know, and then I was getting to see some of my basketball nephews, as as I call them, play. Mm -hmm. Like, God, I know so many of these kids now. And it was so awesome. It was amazing. And I was like, he's really going to get out here and play for an NBA team at summer league. Um, it was an awesome experience. Awesome experience. I got to see him play. Also, I got to see him interact with, with be his, his future teammates, nice. um, you know, so that was good. And then, you know, I, I am just, my family, we hate losing. So, you know, when we lost that game, was like, oh no, we lost the game. How? We can win, you know? So I was all over the place. And then, like I said, it was, it was exciting to see um, some of my, quote unquote, basketball nephews and some of the parents. And so it was very exciting, very exciting.
0: So what was that like networking now with 76ers parents? You get to meet um, a few of them and, and just hang out, just be parents.
1: Right. Right. Um, we're still working through that, the the, uh, the the COVID stuff, of course. So we don't have that family room anymore. My nephew, uh, DeAndre Benbery, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, during his time, you know, it's a family room. So you got to see everybody and eat. So with the Sixers now, we don't have that family room. So we try and connect as much as we can. I saw Denise, Tyrese Maxey's mom, Michelle Reed, of course, Paul Reed's mom. Um, I have not, uh um miss drummond i have not seen her miss christine i have yes. not seen her yet um so it's kind of different right now so i'm believing god this covid is going to go away and go on about its business and then we can kind
0: of all be together so yeah so it's been a little different that's coming that's coming this is all going to wash away soon and like you're saying Venice, you'll have that time for you now to develop your relationships with yes. the parents, your son's developing a relationship with the players and you know what I mean, and you on the flip side, get yeah. to see who the parents are. And yeah, it, it's, it's an, aw- it's an awesome thing to yes. me, to meet. like when we tell our kids, you hang with like-minded um, kids, well, it's the same for us. Yes. We need to hang with like-minded but parents.
1: Right. And and what I love is that I was able to speak with you and speak to some of the NBA the, the moms already because you guys were able to prepare me for what's to come. You know, and I always believe in trying to prepare myself or connect with people who's at where I'm trying to get to, you, you know, so I can see you guys or hear you guys and say, oh, wow. OK, this happens and learn because the support that the parents give, even right now, you know, I'm still talking a lot to some of my, uh, my, my parents that was in the class of 2020. So, you know, Kate Cunningham's mom, Carrie and I talk all the time, Evan Mobley's mom, Nicole. And so, you know, Molly Suggs, Jaylen Suggs' mom. So it's just different. And, and Rona, of course, Moses Moody' mom. Yeah. So we can all talk to each other about you know, what's going on right now, what we're feeling and, you know, who's hurt and what's going on. So that's great in itself. And then to have the flip side of the parents that are already
0: there, it's just wonderful for me. I it love is. it. It is. And I remember those, those Zoom calls that we had um, a few moms together. And like you said, it was such a blessing because I was in that position where my son was the rookie Difference is, He was coming from overseas. He he was, he went undrafted. So now meeting other mothers, I was like, okay, what do I do? Where do I go? What happens? Because NBA was new for me as well. So I loved when we were all on the phone and we were um, on zoom and we were all talking and giving you advice. So with that said, what is something that we all told you, that you appreciated? Like, I don't know, just like something that you told you, like, you know what? Thank you. This is such great information.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest things that I took away from it is a long season and just enjoy every moment that you can yes. um, and just support your son. Um, I think that was, you know, cause 82 games. I just if the number didn't stick. Once you guys started telling me, look, it's a long season. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Because again, you come from college and I'm at every game and, you know, it's impossible to be at every game now, you know, and I'm, I'm learning and to treasure every single moment to enjoy every single moment, you know, and I don't care whether he's with the Sixers or if he's with the Blue Coast G League, I'm there, I'm enjoying it. And, you know, that, I think that was the the biggest thing that I, that I got from you all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can't wait till we all get to resume these calls again and give each other updates and talk about, you know what I mean? Things that we've experienced now. I'm sure the call with you would be different today than it was months ago because we spoke, I think, prior to him being drafted. So now, and I think we spoke maybe a day after, I think it was just before the draft or a day after the draft. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, Let's see what's going on with Barberita. So I can't wait until that actually happens again. So tell me, what are some of the challenges that Jaden has faced so far?
1: I think the biggest challenge is um, the the concussion was the first one. Um, Mm. And he had a major concussion. Um, That was the first one. And then the next thing was the covid um, and then the stomach virus. So I think that the biggest thing is him not being able to play and being and being sick. I think that's been the biggest challenge because he's loving every moment of whether he's with the Sixers or the or the Blue Coats, and he yes. don't mind being with the Blue Coats because guess what? He's on the floor for thirty something minutes. Yes. <laughs> being with the Sixers, who's his playoff caliber team, and only getting three or four minutes, and then a couple of games not getting it at all. So you know. <laughs> He's just excited. He's enjoying just you know playing and, and, and being with either team. Um, but his biggest challenge has been the uh, concussion and the COVID and the stomach virus. So the biggest challenge is the, the the illness, if you will.
0: Yes. But and I love how you're saying he he enjoys playing um, in the G League. And yeah, that, that's a moment of development, right? That's 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 a time where at least they're playing, like you're saying, because in here you have some players that are just literally riding pine and they're just, you can't get better if you're sitting there, irregardless. Sometimes people say, oh, you're a rookie, you need to do your dues. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you're still not getting better. So as a player, that's where the mental thing comes in. Yeah, you know
1: what I mean? the, the, the G League is great because what people don't realize is that it's a developmental league. Yes. You know, um, the things that guys need to work on, they can work on. The practices are different. From the NBA, I mean you have your practice, but the G League, you're getting up and down. You're playing, you know, two on two, you're playing three on five or five. So you're getting up and down, you know, where the 76ers sometimes they may not make make overplays and things like that, but it's even a difference in in the in the the practices in the workout. So I think that's um, what people don't realize is that it's a developmental league. And the G League treat those guys great. You know, um, back when it was the D League, of course, you know, uh, it, it wasn't so great, I should say. Yeah. But with this G League, you know, it is wonderful. The, the president, uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim, he's done a great job since he's taken over these last, what, four years or so mm-hmm. uh, with the G League, because now the focus is really on developing these guys, getting them ready. And as you can see, so they had to shut down the G League. So many guys were called up to play on the main teams imagine they've been getting developed in the g league so it's a blessing
0: no that's a beautiful thing because like you're saying that was the purpose of it and these guys need to keep moving i mean you're never really truly prepared until you're actually in it so they cannot be prepared if they're just sitting there watching the show so yes yeah my when my son played it was d league um and then he went to the magic, but he is where he is now. Um, and of course, it's, it's just a blessing, right? He's just blessed to be a yeah. professional athlete. So yeah. as, as moms, we wear many hats. We're the nurturers, like you were saying earlier. We're the supporters. We're their guidance counselors. We're their nurse, their chef, the disciplinarian. and can, And it goes on. When considering... Barbarita's own hats. Which one do you feel you wear the best?
1: Ooh, wow. Um, Wendy, that's a deep question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Can it, can it be like, you know, those double-sided hats?
0: Um, you can have 10 sides of your hats, your hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For me, um, being the nurturer, being the mom, um, but then also the disciplinarian, um, I, I think those were the, the biggest things for me, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Now, yeah. what do you think Jaden would say is your best hat? That's a good
1: question. Um, he will definitely say that I disciplined him more than his dad, <laughs> um, dad hardly done it. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, but I know that, um he'll say I'm a nurturer too, because he's like, mom, I'm okay. Mom, I'm an adult now. So I have to hear that. And I'm like, I don't care. You're still my baby, you know? So I'm not sure which one he'll say. It, it it'd probably be one or two,
0: if not both of those. That's okay. That's okay. We'll have to have you back on and we'll have to ask you, <laughs> give you an opportunity to ask him. <laughs> yes. I'm going to ask him. Yeah. So this is your son's first year in the league. So essentially you are both rookies. Yes, has it been what you anticipated thus far?
1: I think so because I don't know if I came in with a lot of expectations or anticipated a lot. Um, I just kind of came in green, if you will, just open minded to say, okay, well, you know, I'm here. Let's let's see what happens. Um, and for me, I think that's been a great thing. And I would also pass that information along to the other moms that kids that major. Just go in open minded, open hearted and, and, you know, support your son and support the team and kind of see what happens. I um, mean, it's worked great because, again, I never expected him to be on the main team or the G League team. I didn't care where long he's there now. He has Yankee money <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> and we're going to support him and we're going to make sure that he's working to get better. Um, you know, because as you know, it's, it's hard to get that first contract and it's harder to even
0: harder to get the second one. So amen. you listen, you ain't even lying. So <laughs> 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 you know, we wish Jaden, the Yes. And it's such a blessing. I'm, I, For me, I love the fact that I was able to meet you prior to him uh, getting drafted. Uh, I mean, my son went to, he played NCAA balls. So I was amongst a lot of parents and we all, you know what I mean? We all had that goal and we all just wanted our kids to, to make it to the league. But years later, my son's in it and now I get to go back and meet mothers that were in the position that I was in. And I have such a new appreciation because it's different for me now. I don't see it before I was that rookie mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. And I just want to give you information. Don't do this. Be careful of this. But blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? It's just such a good, good thing. So for me, when I look at our kids, our kids, they're all my babies to me. And yes. especially when I know the moms, I always call them and say, our babies are playing We're texting. <laughs> I'm texting. <Yeah. laughs> And it's yeah. always all in love, you know, what yes. read? Hey, good luck to so-and-so hope we win, but good mm-hmm. luck. And, 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 and I, we stop texting or we stop zooming or we. And it's funny because at the end of the day, it's a family, our our boys are blessings and they're, they're great where they're at. So for me, I just thank you because I, I learned from you as well um, because Jaden's path obviously is different than my son's path. So to hear how you um brought him up and how you got him to where he is I just love that because now I can learn and this information I can take like you were saying and share it with another mother and say okay well guess what this may work because so and so this is what they did so thank you and with that said I want to know what is it like being the course side mom to Jaden Springer it's
1: fun oh my god it's so much fun I just I love it like it's it's so much fun And and, and I keep I know I keep saying this, but it's such a blessing. Like, you know, you think about so many people that he's grown up playing basketball with and against that was trying to get here and then not here. Man, we don't take it for granted. And I tell Jaden two words all the time. Be humble and be kind. Um, Those are my two words to him. And now that, you know, he's where he want to be. And sure, he wants to get better. He wants to be this, he wants to be that. He wants to win the, the the championship, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's here right now and I'm so present, so in the moment, um, that it's just wonderful. You know, I don't care if they sit me in the, the very last row of the re- the arena. I'm just happy and thankful to be there. You know, thank God we have great seats, but <laughs> I'm just I'm just so happy and grateful and thankful to God that
0: he's allowed us to be here. So yeah. I love that. And that is so true because we could be anywhere else. And this is the path that was chosen for us. Um, I never thought, even though I knew from when he was three, that he was going to be six, nine. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? I knew he was going to be tall, but I never thought, you know what I mean? That he's going to be NBA.
1: Right. Um,
0: I just knew basketball, but not NBA. So now I'm sitting here like, wow. Yeah. This this is real. This is true. So I thank God for my path, and I'm happy that this path led me to do this show. And I'm getting to meet wonderful moms like yourself, and we can all sit and learn from each other and just raise our kids. You know what I mean? You know when they say it takes a community. Well, to me. This is the community. This is this is the important community that will help each other bring our boys where they need to be because with the information that we give each other can help. What you're telling me now is there's things in there that I can like, okay, I can bring this to my son or he could tell to a player. You know what I mean? So that's really, really, really important. Yes. I want to know some fun facts about Jaden. So what is Jaden's go-to dish you make that he always must have? Oh, Lord. Jay didn't want my crab
1: legs. I mean, it's not even anything that's like, you know, extra special. But he loved, he's like, Mom, you're going to make the crab legs? He loved the crab. And I have this pineapple tea that I make. He loves the pineapple tea. So those are his things, crab legs and, and pineapple tea. So, yes.
0: <laughs> I've never had pineapple tea. Okay, note to self. <laughs> it's so you have to make it. All
1: it is is people like, well, how do you make? it's it's the Lipton instant iced tea mix with the mm-hmm. lemon put that in there some water um those pineapple juice and a little sugar and that's it
0: wow <laughs> simple look at that yes I think Barbara Rita, you're starting a courtside mom's cookbook you never know <laughs> or a beverage book yeah so you have basketball kids in your family. So hmm, what is one childhood item Jaden couldn't live without other than a basketball?
1: Oh, my gosh. That was it. It's nothing <laughs> I else. I mean, like the kid would literally sleep with a basketball. Like there was nothing else. It was just basketball. Um, is no teddy bear, no blanket. Basketball. And that is it. That's awesome. She's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's just what it is. I tried because I never wanted him, I didn't want to hear I want to be an NBA player. Mm And I I didn't want to hear that. I want what else do you want to be? So when he was younger, he would say a a race car driver. I don't know where that came from, but it was just I felt like I was failing as a parent because he wasn't saying, you know, well, I want to be a basketball player, but if I'm not a basketball player, I want to be. And then one of my girlfriends like, you know what? You always teaching, speak faith, speaking into existence. Stop him from, don't don't tell him, don't say, I want to be an NBA player only. Let him say that. And I was like, well, you're kind of right, but you know, it makes you nervous because, you know, there's life after basketball.
0: Yes. So,
1: you know, that was it. it. It was just the
0: basketball. Well, speak it into existence and look what happens, right? So. Good advice from your friend. <laughs> Did he have a nickname? And if so, do share.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. He had so many nicknames. Um, he was called Beast. He was called uh, Boogie Boy. He was called Cream. Um, what's some more of his uh, other names? Oh my God. He has so many. Gosh, I can't even think of them all. He had, awesome. he had basketball nicknames and then he had family nicknames and so
0: yeah, yeah, he had so many. That's awesome. <laughs> what advice would you give to another courtside mom about dealing with a coaching decision she does not agree with?
1: Ooh, um I've always been one to just, you know, let the chip fall where they may and, and tell my son to work it out. So I would tell her, you know, pray about it, you know, just hold your peace and. Just tell you, advise your son, keep working through it. Um, You know, your time is going to come. You know, um, if you continue to work hard and do the right things, they can't deny you. So that's always been my mindset. And that's what I would pass along to someone
0: else. Now, what would you, what advice would you give to a player on how to deal with a tough teammate?
1: Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know because we've never really had um, to deal with anything like that. Of course, you have that teammate who looks you off and don't want to pass you the ball or, you know, yeah. um, they feel like you getting off and they want to get off, you know. Um, I don't know because I really have not had, um, or at least let me put it this way, Jaden never, ever dogs out his teammates. He, he never really, you know, because even as parents will say, I know he's seeing you, he's looking you off and, and you still pass him the ball. And so, you know, my husband would say, just keep playing the right way, you know. Right. And you know, although he's playing the right way, we see what another kid is doing. Yeah. Um, so we just he he's never really, you know, dogged about his teammates or talked bad about his teammates. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I
0: don't That's know. Okay. Well, let's hope that it'll never come to where he feels the need to speak to somebody about as someone who's tough on him, right? Because, like you say. You never know, right? You right, hear right. these kids that want to play and then they get dogged out on the court. You're like, I'm standing here, I'm open, but no, it's all about them. Right. And that happens it, often. Yeah. And I think too, he's been blessed
1: to be in a situation where um, the coaches identify the players, uh, you know, IMG, the coach is trying to win. So if you're not playing, you're not working hard in practice, you're not hustling, you're not, you know, a good teammate, you know, Coach Sean McLoon would would not play that player, you know, would sit that player down. And so, um, you know, I mean, they've had a teammate that didn't work hard and didn't want to do anything in practice, but the coaches handle it. So, you know, the guys didn't have to jump on that one player, which when you go to a school like an IMG or a Mount Verde, you're not going to have an opportunity to just be a slack. Or a nasty teammate, you know? So um, we've been blessed in that sense not to have to deal with it, I think, as well.
0: Right. And my last question is if you could only give one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Stay prayerful. That's all I could say.
0: Love it. Love <laughs> it. And that is so true. That's such great advice because for me, prayer is powerful. And things
1: are out of our control, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so we can't physically go there and, and, and you know, choke the coach if we feel like it. We can't physically go there and, and go off on the team. We can't. There's nothing we can do but encourage ourselves and pray about it. And God, you intervene. You take care of the situation. So I just believe in being prayerful because really the NBA is you're a professional now. Moms yeah. don't have anything to say, even with college, you know, yeah. the coaches, I mean, you can talk to the coaches. Are they going to listen to you? You yeah. know, probably not, you know, and then you don't want to complain too much and make it bad on your kid, you yeah. know. So college <laughs> and, and NBA um, is really out of your hands and out of your control. So you know? if your kid never wants to be in a position where they're like, oh, here comes, <laughs> here comes Jayden's mom. Right right? So it's out of your control. Like I said, the NBA, it is your profession now. They're not trying to hear from moms. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's something that moms have to be mindful of, right? We have to realize that too. This is their job. We don't want our kids coming to our jobs and calling us down or you know what I mean? So it's the same thing. So let's be mindful of that and just have good fun you know what I mean? This is a great time, a great position that our kids are in. And let's just all enjoy it together as, as, as a happy family. Yes. With that said, thank you so much Barbara Rita for coming on Courtside Moms. I'm so excited. Thank Thank you
1: for having me. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
0: Do it naturally.